Hello, welcome back everybody. This is episode two of Writing with Four Senses. Today I'm going to talk about some different apps that have been useful, as well as the concept of color in writing. And at the very end, I will be reading a small excerpt from The Starlet of Passion. So let's get started. So really quickly, let me just tell you about some exciting news. The Starlet of Passion has been picked up on ACX.com for audio recording, so that's really exciting. So I wanted to tell you guys really quickly about that. And once things are moving further along in that process, I'll do an episode more on that. But I wanted to just quickly slip that in. Okay, so now let's get to an app I use called Power Thesaurus. This is a great app. It's free. You can use it to find synonyms for words. You can use it to find definitions of words if you're not 100% sure. Sometimes you like a word, you like saying a word, but maybe you're not 100% sure if you're using it right. So I highly recommend a thesaurus. Also, you can use Word, and what you want to do is highlight the word in question, or rather select, that's another good word to use. Hey, there's a synonym right there. And then go to Applications. And scroll down to synonyms and you can find some options there. So there's a couple ways to expand. It's really important in writing to use different words, different vocabulary. Because if, especially in dialogue, if you're, he said, she said, he said, she said, that's just going to get boring. So if you like certain words and you might use them more than once, that's okay. You just don't want to use the same word over and over and over and over. So dialogue and description as well. And then I also wanted to talk about colors. Now, you might be thinking you're blind, you know, what do you want to talk about colors for? Yes, I am blind, but I do have a little vision out of one eye for those who are just tuning in. And I do see color. I mix some up that are really close. For instance, navy blue versus black, dark brown versus black sometimes can be confusing. But I do have a pretty good grasp on color. Now, to assist me with different names for colors, I downloaded an app called Color Name. Now, you can use this app for color identification, but also there's a library of colors, which is really, really nice. I've been looking at that and kind of exploring different color options. So, for instance, I found... A uh, Capri Blue, I believe that's how you pronounce that. And uh, so I, I really like the sound of it. And I looked at the little bubble that gives you the color example, and it was really pretty. So that is something, a little little teaser for book two of this series. But please, yeah, check those out. If you are a writer, blind or not, it, it's really handy to have both a thesaurus and a variety as far as colors. Colors are important, and colors are important to the Starlet series. And you'll understand why when you pick up your copy, whether it's at Tattered Cover or through Amazon or eventually ACX when the audio is done. So that's mainly what I wanted to tackle today. And a lot of people might wonder, how do you set a scene if you don't see? Well, here's the deal. If 
I have visited a specific location enough. I get the layout within a couple of visits. Obviously, when you live somewhere, you're going to know that layout. So, I just kind of base it off of places that I have been. And sometimes an image or a scenery just kind of comes to you. The more you write, you just it just comes to you. You you piece it together and it may not be right away. It may be gradual and you may have to go back and add little details later, which is fine. It's important that you go back when you're done anyway. So that is what I do. I kind of I go off of atypical settings for, like for instance a bedroom. You're going to have your bed, you're going to have couple nightstands you might have a tv somewhere um so you just you can go off of what you what you know you don't have to have the same setup every single time but you can expand as well for instance i had to describe a living room area in the first book and a lot of living room areas have couches that meet to create an L shape and then they might have a table in between to fill in the square. So that's just one example. It's really important to have as much detail as is necessary. You don't necessarily have to talk about a pebble on the floor unless unless it's a part of the story. But you need enough for people to go on. And people are going to picture things differently. So just bear that in mind. Alright, so next I want to talk about apps that I used for the book cover. I used a couple of different apps. The first app I used was called Book Cover Maker. Now, this particular app was an investment. I'll tell you guys the truth. It was $4.99, but it was very nice. It was easy to use. There were lots of ways that you could make your background look really nice. You could use a photo if you wanted to that was already in your photo library. Um, the only thing that I would say that I had a qualm with was the selection of stickers. There weren't very many choices. I happened to find one that was perfectly suitable for the story, so it worked out. And I found some really cool font for the title and my author name at the bottom. So that was really nice. So I used that primarily, and then I used an app called Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A. That app is free. However, if you wish to convert files into PDFs or import them elsewhere, you can either pay per credit. You get a couple of freebies, but after that, you either pay per credit or you pay per month, depending on how often you are going to use it. And uh, so I believe that's $4.99 a month, which does add up month after month. So I don't know if I will be continuing that subscription 
what I might end up doing from here on out is just paying per credit because I am not using it that exclusively. So that particular app is really good for Kindle covers in particular. You can't really do the entire cover. You can do it in pieces, but it's more suitable for just the Kindle cover. With the Kindle cover, you just need a front. So those are the two apps that I was primarily using. I played with a couple other ones, but they just were not accessible at all for blind usage. Um, so that's uh, that's what I did. And then going back to the book cover maker, I used it for the front, the spine, and the back with two tiny exceptions. What I did was I transferred each piece of the cover, not the spine. The spine I needed some help with, and I did briefly touch on that in the last episode. But this, um, the front, I added a star to the center of the circle. And then the back, I added a red heart to the bottom below the summary of the story. And I had to be very careful to make sure that there was space in the corner for the ISBN number. So be sure about that when you're designing your cover for your book. So I used a combination of both apps, which was really cool. And so I got to play with both of them. Now with Canva, you have a lot more to use. You have more available to you as far as art and stickers and such. For instance, if you want some sort of art there's a search field where you can type in what you want. Even if you if you want a specific color of something, you could say blue flower and it would pull up a bunch of blue flowers. It may pull other stuff up too, but it'll it'll give you the options that fit what you type in the search field. So, you you can play with that. I had difficulty with the font part of it. So, luckily, I was able to complete the font part of it with the book cover maker app. That one did cost me money, but still, I was able to get that done. So, again, yeah, the book the book cover um, maker was a good investment. At one point, it kept flaking out on me, but eventually I figured out that if you try to put too much text on it, it kind of crashes. But if you just do a little bit at a time, then it'll sustain just fine. Um, so those are apps. Now, when I come back, I will be reading an excerpt from The Starlet of Passion. So stay put. Don't go away. Sipping her tea, Melanie spotted that same unusual red object in the sky. This time, she saw more than just a flicker. It was a vibrant red figure of a woman from the looks of it. But how was this possible? One would need a telescope to see a star that clearly. Melanie couldn't look away. The object appeared to be moving closer and closer. Was it dangerous? Was it magic? Like a movie playing in slow motion, the red star continued to fall gracefully from the sky. It was just yards away from her face, then feet, then inches. 
an invisible force held Melanie's mouth wide open. The star glided into her mouth and created a life-size replica of itself by means of her radiant body. Melanie was glowing for a solid minute. Surprisingly, she was not afraid. She was tingling everywhere. Once the glow had subsided, Melanie was left with a feeling of confidence, a feeling of sex appeal. In that moment, she had no doubt that she could have any man that she wanted. She could live the passion she had seen in movies and read in erotic novels. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Writing with Four Senses. Join me next week and we will talk about something that every author will encounter, and that is reviews. This is J.L. Spears telling you to never stop following your dreams. Thank you for listening, take care, and God bless. Thank you.